Hello, hello, you fabulous interior design professionals. So good to see you here at Business of Design, episode number 225, Stick to the Rules. You know it. You've made these rules because you know this is the best way to run the business. But what happens when a client prods you, nudges you, asks you to bend or break the rules just a little bit? How are you going to handle it? Are you going to handle it like Shoshana Goslin did? She was recently surprised when a project took an odd turn following the presentation. The husband and wife were thrilled with the presentation. Uh, The wife said that they wanted to do almost everything, and then the husband phoned her. And he was thrilled too, but he had one tiny request. Tiny was in air quotes. I know you couldn't see it. What was the request, and how did Shoshana handle it? That question and so many more answered in this very episode. Yes, episode 225, Stick to the Rules with Shoshana Goslin. Luckily, Shoshana is experienced and she runs a profitable, thriving business and she made all of her decisions with eyes wide open. To those of you listening who are anything like me, you'll probably think, wow, I'm so glad to hear I'm not the only one these things happen to. I sincerely appreciate when Business of Design members are willing to come on the podcast and keep it real, right? Next time Shoshana is on the podcast, she's going to come back and we're going to hear about the many, many projects that go perfectly for her and her design firm. But this time, she was willing to be vulnerable and tell us about a sticky situation. Oh, and before I tell you more about Shoshana, I will also say in this episode, I'm going to share my own thoughts on when I feel most comfortable leaving a project, the easiest exit point. Now, let me tell you about Shoshana Goslin. Over the last 15 years, Shoshana has grown her interior design business into one of the most sought-after firms in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. The firm's name by the way, is Love Your Room. And you should definitely find Shoshana on Instagram at Love Your Room. That's funny. I just realized last week's guest, Maria Viola Cutriff, was also or is also from Pennsylvania. That is so curious. I wonder, has your state been represented? Has your province been represented? Has your country been represented? We would love for you to be on the podcast. So please reach out to us at Business of Design. And that reminds me, I always forget to ask, but we would be so appreciative if you could rate us and like us and share the podcast with friends who you think would benefit from it. That would be awesome. I just wandered off course there to Pennsylvania and then like us on the podcast. And now let me finish telling you about Shoshana. Shoshana says that growing up in Long Island, New York, she found joy in art. And she had this wonderful grandfather who was a commercial artist and a talented painter as well. Shoshana received a BA degree in communication and inadvertently she ended up working in finance in New York City. Well, you can imagine that 9-11 came along and that changed a lot of things for her. It also changed her life direction. She's been passionately designing to create a positive impact in the world since then. Before we jump into the episode, I have a pressing question for Cheryl Horn. Cheryl, I have an important question for you. Oh no. Should I be worried? I don't think so. I think this is an easy one. Have you ever read okay. the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? 
You ever read it to Maddie and uh, Madden and Macy? Macy and Madden. What are your kids' names? Who are they? <laughs> I I haven't. I've heard of them. I think there's a whole like series of them, but I have not read them with the kids. Oh, okay. It's play. It's it, it's factoring into the conversation today about how. Okay. It's kind of like if you give someone an inch, they'll take a mile. You know, the premise is if yes. you give a mouse a cookie, then he's going to want a glass of milk. If you give him a glass yes. of milk, then he, you know, I don't know what the next thing was. But anyway, if you give someone an inch, you don't give me an inch. You you have to be very <laughs> careful with that. I, I know that's true. What's going on at Business of Design? Oh, well, we actually have a lot coming up. up. Uh, we had sent out an email to all of our members for sort of with a calendar for the next couple of months. And I got a lot of great uh, replies from that. I think especially with um, some summer months coming up and and things opening up a little bit, people really like that they can plan ahead. So um, coming up on June 16th, we have our next BOD live. It's going to be our next book club. And we are talking profit first with Mike Michalowicz. Uh, but we also have the next couple of BOD lives on the site. So if you're a member, make sure you check those out and you mark your calendar on July 21st. We're sort of going back to basics and we're going to just do open coaching and talk about business of design's 15-step project management strategy. And then in August, sorry, August 18th to be specific, uh, we're going to be talking contracts. Uh, we get so many questions about um, contracts, uh, specifically yours, but also about all the different things that our members have in their contracts, how they present them at the consultation. So we're going to be talking about a lot of that. So I happened to see an email uh, a couple of days ago, and she wanted to know if my contract would also work in Canada, which I thought was funny, considering <laughs> that's where I do the majority of my work. Yeah. You know what? I think just because we do so many of our events in California where you spend a lot of your time as well, um, there's the assumption that that's where a majority of your you know, client work is and, and you do projects there as well. But um, yes, the, the contracts <laughs> themselves were designed and you know, initially used here, here in Canada, Toronto. Um, but we do get a lot of questions about that, specifically from um, designers who are not yet members. The contracts, they really, you know, back up all of the systems that we teach at Business of Design. And it's really hard to use a contract if you don't have the information you need, the policies in place to follow your own contract. So we always recommend, you know, membership is the place to start, get those systems or, you know, you can do them hand in hand and, you know, having the contract forces you to implement really quickly. Um, it doesn't really make sense to buy the contract if you're not a member. There's just, it's sort of a win-win situation when you can get member preferred pricing on it as well. Yeah, we do get those requests. I'm not a member. I just want the contract. And I'm like, don't do it. Just don't do it. It won't, we won't, it can't support you. That's what they did to us in design school. They gave us some contract that we had. We didn't even understand what it mean, what it meant. And I remember asking a business teacher, like, what does this line mean? He's like, don't worry about it. Just putting in your contract. The lawyers have it in there. I'm like, no, you can't have a line in your contract that you can't explain to a client. Anyway, we've come a long way, baby. So, okay. So that's <laughs> coming up. Those are a couple of BOD live events. We have also been planning for a retreat to happen in 2022. So that's exciting. Those dates are on the yes. website as well, right? Yeah, everything, everything's on the website. So we've right now it's just registration's not open. We'll open that up uh, in September. Uh, we know it's really early, but we also know that... Um, 
uh, members have been asking if it's if it's coming up. They just they want to know they want to plan ahead. So we do have a save the date on the calendar. We'll be headed back to Santa Monica. So if you're interested, at least head to the website and mark the dates on your calendar. Yes, please. I can't wait. I'm just chomping to get out there. But in the meantime, I have lots of work keeping me busy. And you want to know what I hate ordering more than anything? Oh no, windows. Windows are the worst. It's like. They make it purposefully complicated to order windows and it's a huge expense. And oh my gosh. So anyway, wish me luck. I'm going to go order some windows today. God help me. Oh no. Good luck. Get back to work. (laughs) All right. You too. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Shoshana Gofflin, how are you? I'm doing great, Kimberly. I'm so excited to be talking with you. Well, I'm so grateful you were willing to come on because we kind of swiped you from the Business of Design members Facebook community and you, it was kind of a private conversation and we're like, oh, we should do this on the podcast and you were willing, which is so great. Before we jump in, tell everybody where you are, where you're from and what you do for a living and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I'm an interior designer. I work and live out of Pennsylvania um, and I mostly do residential um, renovations, new builds, um, things like that. Sounds good. I'm sure everybody's going, okay, cool. We have this big thing in common. So um, without putting you too much on the spot, you had a situation where the client began to dictate the terms of your relationship. Tell everybody how it started and where it kind of went to. Yes. Um, So the beginning of every client relationship I have, I'm very upfront, open with communication um, to set the stage because I want a long lasting relationship. Um, And I am a full service interior design agency, which means we do the design work and we also then implement that design. So every time I work on a project, that's where I'm headed. And so um, they loved that idea. They had just built a new home in a really nice community uh, and they hired us to to do that. So we came up with um, all the furniture pieces, a little wallpaper, a little bit of window treatments and presented it to them. Um, And they were thrilled, they loved it. The next day, the wife contacted me and said, we want to move forward with just about everything. And that's when the husband wanted to have a phone call with me. Okay, interesting. Wait, I'm going to butt in here with a few questions. So the first question is, or the first thing I'm going to say is not even a question. If they didn't hire you to assist with building their home, they are already started off on the wrong foot as far as I'm concerned. Did they hire another designer to help them build the house or they did it on their own? 
that's a good question. They did it on their own. Um, they didn't hire us or contact us until they were uh, just about finishing up with uh, the builder. Okay. Sometimes that happens. People don't realize that an interior designer could help them build the home. But often when we step into a situation like that, there are a dozen things or more where we say, I oh, oh, wish so much they would have hired us before they built this house. So was there any of that? That's very interesting that you bring that up because during our first meeting, it was in their new home um, and it was almost done. But of course, as we're talking about what we're going to do for them, they're asking us questions like, what do you think of the stain on the stairs? It doesn't really go with the floor. Do you think we should have them restain it? And now you're starting to get into other things that we weren't even hired for. Right. Yeah, for sure. To me, that would be, would that be a red flag? I mean, you're working with a company. If you don't think the stain color is the right color, what has happened that you haven't been able to have an honest conversation with the company that you were already working with? They did not have a designer before. They, um, it's a community of homes and they had a design center. So they had the person, um, the designer at the center help them pick the, the, uh, everything. So it's, it's more cookie cutter what they had to choose from. Yeah, totally. And I know how things like that go off because you make a couple decisions with one person and then you make a couple more decisions with somebody else and suddenly it's just a hot mess. Okay. That we're kind of getting off course. So you did the presentation and they seemed thrilled. Did they use language to tell you that they were thrilled or how do you know that they were thrilled with what you presented and the estimate you gave them? They were very excited. Um, they loved the presentation and, uh, said that we hit the nail on the head um, numerous times. So it looked like it was all going the right direction. Wow, that is so, it's so surprising, right? Because you're like, then he phones you and you're wondering, why is he phoning me? So tell us, we're all on, you know, pins and needles now. Why is he phoning you? He wanted to change the payment terms. Oh, he Um, did. That is. (laughs) Really? You didn't tell us that he has an interior design firm and he's run an interior design business before. We missed that part. Yeah, it was a very interesting conversation, um, for sure. I, he was telling me how he runs his firm. Um, and I was trying to explain that our, you know, the way we run ours is quite different than him. Um, so he said, well, just sit with it, just sit with it, think about it, think about it and get back to me. Yeah, so we went back and forth, and I tried to explain how it works on my end, the many different vendors, as you know, that we have to deal with. And he just kept saying, you know, just think about it, think about it, and get back to me. Okay, so I, I can only tell you, I know that this has happened to me before, and it's so easy for me to sit here and say, well, this is what you do. Like, I, I want to recognize that you wanted this job. They seem thrilled, so you already had one foot into the finished project, and this is all throwing you a big curveball, so I get that. But for me, it's a huge red flag if anyone wants to uh, change my contract in any way 
because I'm the person who knows how to run an interior design business. And I'm the person who has to deal with the ramifications of what is and isn't in my contract. So when it's happened to me in the past, uh, you know, many, many years ago, of course I caved and I did exactly what they wanted and that didn't turn out so well. So what I know to do now is while I appreciate you may have a different way of running your business, this is an interior design business. It's my company and we're going to run it the way we run all of our projects, which end with our clients being 100% happy with the job. And if that's what you want to sign up for, great. But we will not make any changes to our contract because experience has shown us this is what works. Yeah. Think about it. He's telling you, think about it. Like, you don't need to think about it, right? It's, again, so sorry, Shoshana, if this feels like I'm beating you up. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's exactly what happens. Like, wow, this could be a big, a big project for me. There was, um, it was basically furnishing a whole house and we put a lot of time and effort into it. So is there any wiggle room? And then I thought, well, why should I give any wiggle room? We're going to, like you said, give a great end result. I already went through uh, in our first meeting, our payment schedule and how things work. He probably wasn't understanding it at that point and looking to just try to make some sort of changes that he hoped would work. (laughs) Right. And the fact is he, maybe he did understand it, but you know, for some people, it's a power struggle. Uh, For others, they know that they have, I don't want to say clients are bad because clients aren't bad. Clients are the wonderful people who keep us employed and pay for our homes and our cars and our vacations and all that stuff. So clients are amazing. But the reality is there are some human beings who look for ways to take advantage. And unfortunately, those are the people we have to have contracts for. And since you can't tell them, you can't tell one from another until you're well into a project. We have to present a contract that covers us for the worst case scenario, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, Shoshana, but there have been times where I have felt almost pushed into a corner or bullied by a client. Now, in some some cases, the client was angry and rude, and so that was more obvious. But I've had clients who have been exceedingly nice, overly nice, and offering me all kinds of assurances on why it's okay, for example, not to have a retainer or whatever it is that they're requesting. And it can be a little bit confusing, but ultimately they're asking you to change how you run your business. And I don't really know of any professional businesses that will change because I don't like how they work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that, um, bullying can come in all sorts of personalities. Um, But anyone who's asking you to change the way that you would normally run your business is, is a, it's a big red flag. And I, I agree with you. They're looking for, for something for you to give in. And if you give in once, guess what's going to happen? You know, it's like you, you, if you (laughs) give, if you, Um, what is that saying? If you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't you know. believe you brought that book up. That's hilarious. I was, t- I said that exact same thing to someone and they're like, what? I've never heard of it. And then I was having dinner with friends. They live in Brentwood and the, uh, that author lives on their street. They're friends with her. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like a big, that book's a big deal. But that's exactly right. If you give a mouse a cookie, 
you just can't give in to this guy. You can't because you'd just be beaten down. So I feel like we need anthem music or something because you totally know and you've got this. So tell us what happened next. Well, I, 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 every time something bad or something, you know, uncomfortable happens, I've learned to take a deep breath, stop, give myself some white space and then get back to him. You know, that's what, that's what I did. I didn't jump the gun. Um, now you won't remember this, but I think at the end of last year, you had an amazing live call um, with the designers and you said, what are you guys looking forward to or changing or whatever in 2021? And I think for a lot of us, it was our, we're all into the whole mindset thing, right? Um, so mine was to not think and feel I mean, it was do more thinking, less feeling, because I can't do both at the same time. It's just so impossible. I remember the meeting, yeah. I remember there were a lot of that kind of intentionality conversations and confidence yeah. was a big thing. Yes, it was so good, so good. Um, and so that's what I did. I waited and I put my email together. And I sent it to him, um, basically saying, I'm sorry, but I can't, uh, you know, make the changes of this exception because I would never, as I would never ask you to do for your business, put my business on the line. Essentially, when we're buying something for a client, it shouldn't come out of our personal, you know, costs. It should be paid for the client um, up front. Yeah, that was excellent. I, I can't afford to be a bank for my clients. And the only thing right. I would change about that is I just don't apologize, <laughs> right? I'm terrible at that. I yeah. have to remove, I have to go back and reread emails and take out the three times I say, I'm so sorry about this. Like stop, unless it's me that's made the mistake. I don't know an apology yeah. to this guy. But anyway, it sounds like you did exactly the right thing. So tell us how it was received. Yeah. Well, immediately his first sentence was, I'm very disappointed. And I, I think that word just is just hurtful. <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a parent, right? Right, right, right. Um, but um, he then ended it with, I'm going to have to check with my wife and get back to you. <laughs> so a week later, she contacted me and said, basically, you know, her husband would not, uh, would not be okay with the terms that I had set. Um, and that she would still be getting the wallpaper and the window treatments through me because those items she could not find. She's, Shoshana's looking at me right now. My mouth is wide open. Oh, I just, okay. I don't even know where to start. This is insane. Okay. So first of all, he's not comfortable with the term. So I guess they're never going to be able to buy anything at like restoration hardware or, right? They have to pay for things before they deliver. There's so few companies that will deliver without payment because people take advantage. So anyway, okay. So they have a limited number of resources where they can shop. Good for them. And he, she says he's not comfortable. And so now she wants to do the two things that are going to be too hard for her to do on her own. Yes. Okay. So you, so is there any part of you that thought at the moment they wanted to, I mean, you went from having a house, redecorating a house from top to bottom to doing wallpaper and paint. Was there a moment where you thought, and I appreciate that anybody listening who's brand new and doesn't have enough clients, you're going to really make a different decision. But was there ever a moment where you thought, I don't want a job where I just do wallpaper and paint? 
Absolutely. I was very uncomfortable. Um, It's window treatments for the entire house, shades and some curtains. So that's, that's a good margin on that. And, and she was very nice. I did think about not taking it at all, but I didn't know how to get out of it. Oh, really? Well, how do you, how do you think you would get out of that? Well, I would say I have a minimum but it was over the minimum that I currently have. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a million ways to get out of it, right? It's so interesting. My default would be exactly like you. I don't, well, this is weird. I don't know if I really want to do it, but I guess I have to do it. I, I don't know why I'm wired like that, but I am. But the truth is, there's a million ways to say the job scope has changed so dramatically now. I don't think I'm the right fit for you and your husband. I wish you well. Or... Um, ah you know, or just, no, I'm so sorry. No. Right. (laughs) Wait, no, I just said, I'm sorry. You see how wired I am to be like that? Just, can you, my my eyes are bugging out right now. I'm like, that was perfect because they had paid me for everything I had done. I don't, I didn't owe them anything. Right. Right. Um, So I can choose not to move forward I chose the to profit yeah. from that. Yeah, no, and I, and I get that. There's no judgment around that. Like I understand that draperies could be very lucrative, and I also understand maybe maybe the wallpaper isn't your dream job, but you love your wallpaper installer, and he needs extra work, and you're like not going to take the job away from him. There's lots of reasons why you would go ahead and do it. But I remember once interviewing Christine Horn, who's an actor, who's Cheryl's sister. And she said, as creative people, the only power we ever have is to say no. And I always think of that, how important that is. Um, And the other thing to think about is what happens when the drapes go in and the wallpaper goes in and that looks beautiful. And then they botch bringing in all the furniture and they tell their friends that they work with Shoshana. You're like, mm, like there's that too that can happen. Yeah. Um, well, the second part of the reason why I went on the Facebook group was because <laughs> the wife actually started to buy some of the things that I had presented to them. Some of the things are custom, some of the things you could find. And she said her, her email was in a nice enough way. And this was after I committed to getting the, the shades and the wallpaper that, um, you know, I couldn't tell what upholstery you had used for the bed. So, um, you know, it's this upholstery. I want to make sure it goes with the wallpaper. And I was like, oh, uh-uh, no. <laughs> I am not helping you. Um, and actually the designers on, on your Facebook group were amazing. And they gave me some solid advice. Uh, and I did, I was able to go back to her and tell her, you know, for, for a fee, I would obviously be able to help her, but it would be, you know, based on what my, my hourly fees are. And I didn't hear back from that. Right. Right. And you know, that's just like the thin edge of the wedge, right? That was the cookie. <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't give her the cookie. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and, yeah. and thank you about the Facebook community. It's so true. Like when we first launched our Facebook community, however many, many years ago, it was, well, everybody was welcome, but members started saying, no, we want advice from 
other members who are running lucrative business practice, you have lucrative businesses and clients who love them and all that kind of stuff. And we're just really humbled by the amazing advice that's on there. So once you said no, she didn't say anything, but you're still in this relationship because you're delivering the draperies and the wallpaper. Yeah. And I didn't even think about what you had said to get out of it. And I wouldn't mind getting out of it. Um, I am, look, there's plenty of work to go around right now, but I guess I was just thinking it was enough profit. Yeah. To, to make that worth. And, but you're right. Like, I don't want her friends to go into the house and say, who helped you with this? Right. I uh, I don't want to be a part of that. Exactly. The only time I feel like I can quit a job is when I don't have a deposit on anything. Like then you can walk away. There's no reason you can't walk away. Once you have a deposit on something, you're kind of tethered to that client until you've delivered everything that they've ordered. Yeah. Yeah. And there's enough problems with those clients as well. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Okay. So tell us where things are at now. So um, we just got all the wallpaper in and I'm still waiting on some of the window treatments. I'm hoping that it's just one trip for the paper guy and then one trip to install all the window treatments. And that's that. Now that you have almost completed this project, what are your thoughts about how you might want to do it if it ever happens in the future? Oh, this was a big learning lesson for me in the future. I'm, if I feel like I don't need the the job and the scope has changed so much, I will say no. I will say no because it was a red flag. Thank you for sharing with everybody. I hope everybody, I'm sure everybody got a lot out of that. I, I thank you so much. That was a sticky one for me. I really appreciate you coaching me through it. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Come back on the show. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today. Start today.